0: Everyone, welcome to another live episode of the Geek oh, Buddies. Here, oh, okay. Here the... we got a little. <laughs> 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 there we go. There it is, perfectly well said. Shannon couldn't have said it better himself. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> Shannon. Happy Thanksgiving. We're replacing you with a porg.
0: <laughs> it's about the, I think it's about height similar for sure. No, just joking, just joking. <laughs> Whoa! I, am, uh, I am one of your hosts today, the outlaw John Roca, joined as always by uh, my co-host over there. I am Michael Vogel, a writer-producer of animated uh,
1: TV shows and movies, and the Ed McMahon to the outlaws Johnny Carson.
0: No, 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 no way we are equals on this for sure uh, and of course our our other geek buddy Shannon McClung is not with us today but we send our uh, thoughts and best wishes to our brother uh, as he goes through some as he goes through a personal thing right now but he'll be back on the show soon uh, and today we thought because we're on the precipice of Thanksgiving we're about to, as we're recording this we're about to celebrate Thanksgiving and then Christmas is right around the corner, and uh, for those of you who a little a little peek behind the curtain, that man over there in the red Christmas sweater is the guy who got me to fall back in love with Christmas. As uh, when I uh, as an older person who had kind of hated Christmas for a very long time in my twenties. Uh, I kind of, through him and through our friends, fell back in love with Christmas, and now it's definitely my favorite season of the year, and I can't wait to get it going. We're going to talk about our favorite geeky holiday movies, and then we're going to get into a spoiler review of the Lego holiday Christmas special. Uh, so, oh, Sorry, Lego holiday special. We're going to do and talk about that a little bit later on, so we'll let you know when that's happening. Uh, but, Michael, overall, how are you feeling this uh Christmas season, I mean, 2020's been a hell of a year. Like, where are you at with it all emotionally and mentally?
1: Well, first I want to say that all my Jewish ancestors are probably very proud that I got you back into Christmas. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I do love Christmas. It is my favorite time of year. Um, And, uh, you know, I actually love, like, I actually love, like, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like the, the triple holiday corridor, like the October... To New Year's is my favorite time of year because you've got Halloween and then Thanksgiving is probably, like, one of the best days. You spend it with loved ones. You do lots of awesome stuff. And then you just dive right right into stressing about holiday shopping, Christmas presents, Christmas trees. And uh, this year is weird. Like, I mean, I think, like, for everybody, uh, everyone's kind of struggling with how do you – Celebrate the holidays when you can't necessarily be with your loved ones yeah um, right. because of, because of travel issues, because of safety reasons, because of health concerns uh, and then getting into Christmas like what is Christmas gonna look like? but I am here to say, just like I got the outlaw back into Christmas, I think there is uh, a lot of ways that we can celebrate togetherness, celebrate those that we love, uh, yeah. and because we are the Geek Buddies, one of those ways is uh, watching a shit ton of movies and holiday specials. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um So I'm
1: actually super excited. We have so many new things this year it's like all of it's like all the streaming services just decided hey it's 2020 everyone's shut up at home let's just give them a bunch of new holiday movies uh there's like there's jingle jangle on netflix uh the dolly parton christmas special on netflix like there's just there's a ton of things coming out um and then like there's all of our uh holiday classic favorites so that's what i'm going to be doing i'm getting ready to uh to go into crazy binge mode and start watching uh, all of my faves uh, as I stuff my face with all of the holiday sweets. Because you know what you can do during a global pandemic? What's that? You can eat a lot of food, (sighs) you can drink, true and you can watch a lot of movies so that is
0: what i will be doing (laughs) ditto man ditto you know and this is you know mikey as you know and uh, some of our fans know i've moved to san diego into a house so this is the first time i'm going to be celebrating christmas in an actual house since i moved out of my parents house so many years ago so it's got a special kind of uh uh i don't know meaning for me this year we're gonna go and pick out a christmas tree in a few days there's a number of lots literally minutes away from our house that we can pick up and there's a place around here we already scouted some christmas decorations and what have you and so i can't wait to get that going and get that vibe and that feeling because as i said earlier 2020 has been a very rough year for a number of reasons uh, and uh, getting to celebrate, remember our connection to each other, and how important we are together rather than divided, uh, is really an important thing to celebrate and explore. No. And of course, that happens. When they talk about that in the Lego Star Wars holiday special, which we'll get to later. But yeah. Go now, ahead. are you? Uh, what are you cooking?
1: What's the? Uh, what's the Thanksgiving menu for the, uh, ro- oh. the Outlaw Lady Outlaw household?
0: <laughs> Here's the deal. It's the outlaw stays out of the kitchen because the lady is making what she needs to make so i am been banished to my office which is not a bad thing as i've got a ps5 but has been banished to the office while she cooks and she's making two turkeys two smaller turkeys uh, she is making stuffing from scratch she is making uh, pecan pie from scratch she's making a number of things rolls uh, cranberry sauce mashed potatoes and then she's making sweet potatoes for herself so this will be a full-on day of cooking on her end uh, while i kind of hide away and do my thing but uh, to her request of, you know following her request I mean- so that's fair.
1: For all the Thanksgiving that we, the Thanksgivings that we've shared over yeah. the years, usually I just sent you to pick up the Honey Bay ham.
0: That's true. That's true. So really, I'm very limited in what I can do in the kitchen when it comes to these holiday specials or holiday, sorry, uh, festivities. I like buying stuff, like bringing buckets of KFC to our friends' parties and bringing ham to the Thanksgiving party. Yep. It's, it's, yep. it's easy to do, and I'm in and out of the situation. I appreciate that better for sure. So, as
1: far as (laughs) holiday movies go, what is your. Because, like, Thanksgiving weekend is sort of like that's where you kick things off. Now, I actually have Thanksgiving specific movies. Do you have Thanksgiving specific movies or do you just go straight for the Christmas movies? Like, what's your. uh...
0: Usually it's planes, trains, and automobiles. That's my Thanksgiving specific Mm -hmm. movie, always. Uh, There aren't that many more past that. I know Home for the Holidays is one that kind of, I think, plays. Uh, around that time, but for me, it's definitely there. You go. So for me, it's definitely Plane Trains and Automobiles for nobody for a number of reasons, and it keeps building up the uh, the situation with that. As I get older, I find more to take from that movie through the Dell Griffith and Steve Martin uh, experiences for sure. What about you? I,
1: uh, I yeah, I don't think I can watch Plane Trains and Automobiles and not think of you and me on a road trip from hell. So <laughs> I I do I do enjoy that. Uh, actually, uh, Home for the Holidays is my favorite thing to watch at Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Uh, Home for the Holidays came out in 95, uh, it stars Holly Hunter, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Anne Bancroft, uh, Brian Dennehy, Steve Gutenberg. like, it's, it's a, it's a crazy cast, but basically Holly Hunter, uh, actually, uh, Claire Danes is in it, too, she yeah. plays Holly Hunter's daughter, um, but Holly Hunter kind of goes back home to her parents' house, uh, to spend Thanksgiving, and, uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays her gay brother uh it's 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 a great movie because it kind of illustrates the two extremes of thanksgiving which Mm -hmm. is a time to be with your family and the people you love who also drive you completely crazy and you have strained relationships with so it's kind of like it's a great emotional journey if you haven't seen home for the holidays i know it's not necessarily the geekiest thing um but it's a really great one and then also uh my other favorite in the past few years that i kind of put on sometime over Thanksgiving weekend is Adam's Family Values, which counts as a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. Because Christina Ricci burns down the camp. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what
0: you get for sending sending an Adam's family child to a camp like that, for sure. Um, So yeah, Uh, so those are
1: are my... But yeah, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Adam's Family Values, and uh, Home for the Holidays are sort of my Thanksgiving weekend go-tos. And then I will have to admit, um, as problematic as this movie is as the years go on, uh, I, I will probably hit my first viewing of Love Actually this weekend.
0: Oh, nice! The first Stars of the first
1: of many, the first of many for the next <laughs> month and, month or so. <laughs>
0: Uh, I have to throw in Scent of a Woman because that's around Thanksgiving, I think, when he oh. comes to take care of Pacino. I think that's around Thanksgiving. I've always felt it was around Thanksgiving. So uh, I think it's during the break at in- college that everything that happens to prep school, whatever's going on there, that uh, it's during that break that he goes to take care of Pacino. And then, of course, everything leads back to the school after the break. Uh, so I do think of that movie more recently as something that I will pop on during Thanksgiving and watch yep. and enjoy Chris O'Donnell and Pacino in that movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, um are there, I'm trying are there to any, think there are some other ones that uh Rotten Tomatoes lists. Uh uh, let's see if there's any that would appeal. Yeah, home for the Hol- the Blind Side, which I would never watch again. Adams Family Values makes the list. Yep. Pieces of April, which I've never seen. The Ice Storm. Ooh, that's heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. And that's, that's heavy. Thanksgiving special, my
1: man. I mean, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is kind of like, look, I love, I love me some peanuts, but that's definitely like you're getting into your third tier holiday with Snoopy and the gang. <laughs> like, you go, it's great pumpkin first, then Christmas, and then Thanksgiving. It's cool, like whatever. It's gonna have a big Thanksgiving dinner, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, those are those are those are my <laughs> bigs. And then, I mean, I could go on all day uh, for holiday favorites, but uh, yeah, but some of my. It. Some of my tops are uh Love a- like Love Actually, let's take a minute and just talk yep. about Love Actually. Because all I do right. have to say, I love Love Actually. I saw this thing in theater. I think we all saw it in theaters yeah, together. It it is a movie that just blew me away because I love rom coms and it's a it is a love it's it's a love letter to rom coms. That mm-hmm. being said, as the years have gone on and I've watched the movie over and over, it is problematic as fuck. Yeah, there it, are some well, issues. it is. Yes. It's Kind of sexist, kind of misogynistic. There's a lot of issues with it. Uh, This is a movie that I will freely every year watch and kind of cringe at some of the issues that I have uh, as I've watched it throughout the years. But it does not take away from the fact that that movie makes me feel so much like Christmas, uh, so happy. uh, So I will always go to Love Actually despite its problems. Uh, It is is always going to be. And when Emma Thompson breaks down at the end, listening to her Joni Mitchell... I will always shed a thousand tears so
0: well, you know mike we can go back and look through a number of films and have issues and there's nothing wrong with pointing out the issues but still liking the movie like you don't have to quote unquote cancel the movie uh if you don't want to right it's all it's we all have movies everybody who's judging other someone else for liking a certain movie you could go through their collection and find some issues with their movies. That's just how it is. But something I like love actually, it may be all it may be all the things you say and it's certainly there's evidence to prove that. Certainly Andrew Lincoln trying to hit on his best friend's wife on Christmas is kind of crazy. Even though he's coming from a honestly in love with her place, it's still not a thing you do, especially the optics of a white guy trying to steal a black man's wife like it just does not look good in 2020 overall. But There is such a sweet heart to this thing because the message is about bringing people together. I mean, that beginning where everyone's coming into the airport and at the end, when everyone is hugging as the Beach Boys song plays, it's very sweet. It's very beautiful. And it's about love. It's about love and finding love and going after love and taking the chance to fall in love and what have you. So I bet a new version of love, actually, would be a little more balanced, I imagine. But it's still got its heart in the right place, uh, in my opinion. Um, Um, Yeah. Well, no, I, that was that was one of mine. I got I got a few, and I could go all day. Yeah. But like, what uh, what do you what do you got? What do you got? Well, I mean, Die Hard's number one. I mean, Die Hard's number there one. Now. It, I mean, I, I don't care what anyone says. I fall into the Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Absolutely, uh, it's it's. I go back to it all the time during Christmas. It's probably the only time I watch that movie nowadays is at Christmas, because I've seen it so many times. I've memorized it from top to bottom. But I love it at Christmas. I think last year or two years ago, we were home for Christmas. Uh, my, my girlfriend was meeting my mom for the first time. We sat there in the hotel room and watched Die Hard. She had never seen it. We sat there and watched Die Hard the whole time. Yeah, so I was able to introduce her to it. Hans, Bubby!
1: <laughs> uh, Die, Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. Die Hard is absolutely a great thing. And like it's, it's that great moment where you sort of... You know, you've miracled on 34th Street, you've yep. hung out with the Griswolds, like, you know, you've you've had your share of Christmas, and you need a little bit of a break, but you want to stay in the zone. Die Hard is the way to go. Another, in that vein, Gremlins. Ah, uh, yes, please, take it away. I love, I mean, look, I love Gremlins, period. I love Gremlins. I love Gremlins 2. I love it all. <laughs> But uh, for very different reasons. But uh, the first Gremlins movie is legitimately a Christmas movie. Yeah. I mean, it opens uh, in a Christmas tree a uh, lot. Uh, the Gremlins kind of go crazy. There's mm-hmm. snow. There's Christmas carols like... It's the whole nine yards, and definitely, like, after you've been Christmas moving, particularly this year, when you are kind of stuck at home, and you kind of get to that, uh, it's nighttime, the kids have gone to sleep, what do you want to put on? Gremlins is delightful, it's fun, and it definitely still counts as being part of the Christmas spirit.
0: Absolutely, and seeing the Gremlins singing Christmas carols, seeing Gizmo with his uh, Santa hat on, the whole nine, it's all there to enjoy and uh, have fun with uh, another one. I will throw in the mix. Another geeky one. I have to say is Batman Returns. I absolutely see that as a Christmas movie. Yep, it, the best one of the of the two Tim Burton's, in my opinion, is the one that holds up the most. Even though I do enjoy the Joker stuff in the first one. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Mike. you saying?
1: Well, Batman, Re- first of all, a hundred percent Christmas movie. I yes. love watching Batman Returns at Christmas time. Right. Uh, <laughs> Batman Returns is funny to me because I think that the everything about Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, the Selena Kyle, Catwoman, Max Shrek storyline is the best part of the two Tim Burton movies. Yawn. Yawn. Penguin. Penguin Danny DeVito Uh, uh, hot hot wiring the Batmobile and sitting in his little McDonald's Batmobile uh, cart while he sort of controls it kind of gets... (laughs) you're sort of getting into almost like 1960s Batman levels of cheese, which but sort of always, always kind of brings it down to me. But, uh, but yeah, Batman Returns, another great one. Like when you're kind of yeah. getting tired of, uh, of of too much Christmas cheer and you need to cut it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Go to Gotham City, and uh, you know, a kiss can be deadly if you mean it.
0: Yeah, it's it's features two of the best. Uh, performances in a comic superhero movie uh, between uh, Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer. Just the chemistry with them is explosive. There's a lot of rumors that Michelle Pfeiffer might be coming back to do Ooh. Catwoman, an older version of Catwoman, obviously just like Keaton coming back to an older version of Batman. Wouldn't that be incredible to see those two on screen together again In those roles, they certainly make that movie. And, yeah, I enjoyed Danny DeVito's Penguin for what it was. Yeah, a bit comical at times, but also a bit ruthless at times with some of the things he does. So, overall, a fun movie to go and enjoy. That's out of the norm for your normal Christmas movies. If I was
1: going to make a top ten list of geek Christmas wishes... Yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer returning to play Catwoman in the new DC universe post Flashpoint or in Flashpoint is definitely top ten geek yeah. Christmas wishes for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. All right. What's the next one for you? Uh, another weird one. Uh, I'm just gonna go through those. Uh, Krampus. Oh, the horror one. Okay. Yeah. Not Krampus. Out, man. Okay. Uh, Krampus is a delight. <laughs> uh, it's so weird um but yeah it's it's kind of a funky weird you know it is a horror movie i mean for those that don't know krampus is like you know sort of the evil santa he uh he comes and uh gets you if you've been bad and and tortures you in his demon christmas hell yep uh but uh krampus is a weird little movie because even though it's horror it's scary it's kind of super weird quirky funny scary it's like scary movies back in the 80s that were like right on that cusp of PG-13 yep. and R, so as a kid you were like kinda scared, but you could kinda of be into it. Krampus kinda falls into that zone. But what's really great about Krampus is it still has a Christmas message to it, despite the fact that it is sort of this horror Christmas movie. It's not yeah. just going crazy off the deep end. Like, it, when you watch it, and it opens with a bunch of people running into a department store, like, ripping each other apart, trying to get to the Christmas presents. Like, it yeah. definitely has something to say about Christmas. Uh, and it's a delight. There was one year, a few years back, where uh, I went over – I was, I was in L.A. for Christmas, went over to a friend's for Christmas dinner. We had a beautiful Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. And everybody had kind of cycled through all of the typical holiday movies. Right. And, uh I was kind of like, well, it's the end of Christmas. We could put Krampus on. And everybody thought I was dumb. But we poured some drinks and we put on Krampus. And it was the best way to wrap up Christmas that year. So definitely, if you haven't seen it,
0: check out Krampus. Um, I have to throw another one in here, and it's The Grinch That Stole Christmas. I, that's kind of a geeky one. I still Which go back one? To, oh, the the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Jim Carrey one. I do enjoy the original, obviously. The, okay. The Boris Doris Karloff doing the voice, of course. That's a great special that still holds up. But I do enjoy the Jim Carrey one because I'm a Jim Carrey fan. So I enjoy him in this one. I enjoy the character he does. The, the, the fact that he had to put that costume on, I think it was eight hours or four hours or whatever it was to put that on. And then do scenes, and then take it all off. I mean, you got to applaud the man's commitment to this movie. He was—I think—he's great as the Grinch. It's funny to enjoy. I like Cindy Lou Who. I enjoy Christine Baranski in this thing. Jeffrey Tambor, problematic, I know, but still, I enjoy him in the movie. Uh, And I think it does have a sweet message about how you know sometimes bitterness or anger from people comes from a place of not having been taking not having been loved or cared for in life and so they hate seeing the representation of love and unity and compassion because they've never experienced it. So I love that message at uh, the end of the movie. Uh yeah. two two things on that
1: one. One uh one the uh Celine Dion Where Are You Christmas is one of the best Christmas no, songs.
0: Isn't that Faith Hill? Isn't that Faith Hill?
1: Shit, that's what I meant. Yeah, Faith yeah, Hill. Celine, yeah. Damn it. Celine Celine, you got me. Got, oh, I, got, I got plenty more Celine. But, I uh, corrected yeah, Faith... a All right, cool. Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, a Celine Dion. <laughs> uh, yeah, Faith Hills. Faith Hills, Where Are You Christmas? One of my top favorite Christmas songs, even though yes. apparently I don't know who sings it. Uh, <laughs> the other one, for our friends uh, listening, uh, my, my every time we bring up How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the one thing I remember is when we a bunch of us went to go see it in theaters when it came out, and our good friend Sarah... Yeah. Uh, last name redacted because this is an embarrassing story, <laughs> uh, came out, and we were all talking about what we liked about the movie, what we thought about the movie, and she goes, I thought that animatronic dog looked super fake. Oh, my God. And, and we all looked at her. We all looked at her. We're like, what? And she goes, his dog, it looked super fake. <laughs> and we were like, that was a real dog. real dog, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, and that was the beginning of many things that Sarah. She, this is also the one who watched all of Phantom Menace and thought that it was about young Luke Skywalker. So she's not the most <laughs> movie aware person, but yeah. she's fun to see movies with. Yes, she is. I um, really love her. Yeah. I got I got two more. I got two more okay, before we yeah, jump I I know we got I know we got to talk about life day which I have a lot of thoughts about too, but yeah, uh, yeah, sure. one old one new. Uh, because okay. we, we've kind of ignored some of the classics. Yes, we uh, have. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Elf is a given. Christmas Vacation is a classic. you got to watch it. I will always, when you go old, old school, uh, I will always go Miracle on 34th Street. It is one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies. The original, black and white, to this day, still holds up. Watch it every year. Makes me super, super happy. But on the complete opposite spectrum, a dark horse contender that has come up in the past few years, that has risen through the ranks and is now... Second only maybe to Love Actually and might actually surpass it. Wow. The Night Before. Oh, Seth yeah. Rogan, yes. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogan, Anthony Mackey, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Uh, one of my low-key favorite Christmas movies. Here's how I know a Christmas movie is one of my favorites is that I yeah. actually sort of keep pushing it. Like yeah. I won't watch it and then I won't watch it and I keep saving it. And that's one that I now have an entire like celebration around where, like, I mean, maybe perhaps not this year, but invite a bunch of people over, start yep. the drinking, get rowdy, and as soon as the movie's over, you know, like it's the, the three of them, they celebrated Christmas Eve every year together as long as they can yep. remember this is the last one they're gonna celebrate. Uh, very not Christmassy in the fact that they have all the drugs, all the drinking, yep. all the partying, it is, it is a night to remember or to completely black out and forget. Uh, but actually, <laughs> similarly to Krampus, at the end of it, pulls through and is in, an incredibly sweet, incredibly beautiful Christmas movie about friendship and about growing up and how friendships change. So it is one that I really, really get super,
0: super into. Yeah, I thoroughly agree with you. I remember when we went to see this thing. And just lost our mind at how good it was. I think it was a late night show we went to. Yep. I think it was Shannon. And we just had a really great time watching this thing and having a, uh, having fun. And a lot of our friends have discovered it as well and made it a part of their Christmas rotation list. So I've always – and it doesn't shy away from a couple of the really hard lessons about relationships. Within this movie about friendship, it is one of the most like realistic approaches to friendship and also to relationships uh, that you can see – packaged into a Christmas movie. Plus, Michael Shannon steals the whole damn movie. Holy shit. (laughs) Like, Michael Shannon, who is like, you know, you
1: watch him in all these other movies, and you're like, you're fucked up, you're the serious actor, you're whatever. He maybe does steal this movie, and this is a movie that is hard to steal because everybody is bringing their A-game with the funny. I mean, it is so, so good. Uh, One more question for you, because I think uh, there's one thing we forgot before we jump. What is your favorite version of A Christmas Carol. Because of all the Christmas stories, like Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, there's been so many versions throughout the year what is your go-to version best
0: version of a christmas carol that's a great question because you know alistair sim in the original 1930s once is very unsettling and effective i still go back and watch that certainly the uh it was a george c scott the musical scrooged i know matt Nost on the top 10 that's one of his favorite versions i even enjoyed the american christmas carol the tv movie that henry winkler did back in the 80s and i still watch that one but my number one is always going to be Scrooged. There's just something about that story, the way it's told through the through Bill Murray being Ebenezer Scrooge, the mo- the modernity of and the lessons that they're talking about here that still apply. This idea of TV corrupting the minds, this idea of the media influencing, this idea of, rela- of choosing something, uh, choosing material possessions over over uh, relationships, over friendships, over things that really matter, which are the connections with human beings, that these lessons still endure. And it's maybe one of the greatest honest moments of acting that you'll ever see in any Christmas movie when Bill Murray does that ending monologue uh, and especially when Tiny Tim speaks to him, just that moment, the tears in his eyes—like just incredible stuff. I tear up every single time. That's my favorite version. Scrooge is great. There's so many good versions. Uh,
1: I, 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 I will, you know, honorable honorable mention to Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is mm. what introduced me to Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. That great was the choice. first version I ever saw. Always love it. Can't yeah. go wrong with Uncle Scrooge. But uh, the best version of Christmas Carol that I watch every year. Muppet Christmas Carol. (laughs) Yeah. And here is why. Obviously, I love the Muppets. But they do a thing that most versions of Christmas Carol don't do. Most versions of Christmas Carol obviously adapt Charles Dickens' story into Mm. a script with dialogue. But... What they made the decision to do in Muppet Christmas Carol, which makes it super great, is because Gonzo and Rizzo are playing the narrators. Uh, Gonzo is literally playing Charles Dickens. Uh, They actually take so many of the great lines of the great writing of Charles Dickens and put it into the movie because he's actually narrating with the actual uh, words of Dickens. And despite the fact that it's Muppets, despite the fact that there's like singing rats and chickens, and all of the things, uh, it's actually a pretty faithful version. Michael Caine uh, does what you have to do when you are in a Muppet movie, which is he plays it a thousand percent straight. Like, Michael Caine is playing his best Ebenezer Scrooge that he would be playing on stage... He just happens to be surrounded by frogs, pigs, bears, and whatevers. So uh, it's a great one. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, and so that is that is usually my go-to. Uh, also, you know, you should also check out the Hearthswarming Eve uh, Christmas special from My Little Pony Season Six that was oh. written by some crazy Jewish guy who loves uh, who loves uh, Christmas a lot. Or like, you know, yeah. on Netflix, you could check out My Little Pony's Best Gift Ever because. That's also a uh, wow. great Christmas story written by some crazy Jew who loves Christmas. Wow. Just in case you were curious of of, uh, <laughs> of something new to do for Christmas this season. Plugging
0: your own stuff. That's uh, That says Christmas all over the place. And I just want ho, to... Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I just want to clarify, I got my uh, Scrooges mixed up. It is uh, Albert Finney who's in the musical Scrooge. It is George C. Scott who's in the TV movie, A Christmas Carol. Both effective, though. Absolutely enjoyed them. But I do want to throw one last one before we move on to Life Day. And that's the most recent one that got nominated for uh, Best Animated Film last year, and that's Klaus. If you haven't watched Klaus and make this part of your rotation You need to. Look, I like Arthur Christmas. I like a lot of these animated Christmas movies. I enjoy them. But Klaus is a level above. There's something something about the style of the animation, the dialogue, the performances from uh, Jason Schwartzman and J.K. Simmons and all the other cast members that just really kind of lays it down, and it's a kind of a European take yeah. on Klaus, which is something you don't usually see here in the States, and it was great to experience it through that prism as well, so can't recommend it enough. I think it's still on Netflix for y'all it, to enjoy. I think it, it so is. Uh, Arthur Christmas. Arthur Christmas is another
1: great one you yeah. check out. It's a beautiful movie, but I will agree that Klaus, uh, I had I have a couple story issues with it. Like like in the beginning, I, was, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, but it definitely, by the end, completely won me over, and you're 100% yeah. right. From an animation standpoint, the style is so ridiculously gorgeous. Uh yeah. and it's a really really sweet uh story. So yeah, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. So as as you can see, starting with your Thanksgiving movies rolling into the holidays before we even get into all of the new stuff, uh yeah you know, even uh, that Happiest Season on Hulu, the lesbian kind of Christmas movie, like all of the new stuff that's coming out. uh, You've got a lot of stuff, and uh, if you haven't seen any of the things that we named, um, put them at the top of your list, and then you can let us know what you think about them below.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And just to let you all know, I've decided to do one, I'm challenging myself on the Outlaw Nation, I'm going to do one review of a Christmas movie every day. So 25 Days of Christmas I'm going to do leading into Christmas Day. So it's a daunting task they're not going to be long reviews maybe 10 to 15 minutes but i wanted to do something to kind of celebrate the season uh, here on the channel so look for that as well Um, all right let's get into it mike Uh, for this point forward this is a spoiler filled review mike vogel and i we are going to review the lego star wars holiday special that dropped on disney plus just a few days ago we had a chance to watch it i've watched it four times now i really really love it it's such a great brisk 45 minutes of uh, of a holiday special with a lot of information thrown in and revisiting a number of the movies and The Mandalorian and The Clone Wars to have some fun here. Mike, uh, this basically deals with Rey trying to figure out how to become a great Jedi Master. She goes through the Jedi texts. She wants to train Finn. She feels like she's not doing well, so she goes to the Jedi texts goes to a temple on Korduku, uh, finds the key, and the key leads her into all these different places as she tries to discover how to become a great Jedi master. Meanwhile, Poe Dameron and the crew, Rose Tico and the crew, are trying to put together a great Life Day celebration on Kashyyyk. Um, overall, Mike, what are your thoughts on this LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special?
1: It's uh, It's adorable yeah I mean like that like my overall thought is it's adorable you know, like a life day is such a funny thing because the original Star Wars holiday special is it has it's it's done a whole a holy shit, what is this? yeah, we hate this this is the worst thing that ever happened to Star Wars. It's so bad that we love it. Right. Have you ever watched I know a lot of people have you Ever made it all the way through the holiday special, bro? Like, I watched
0: you? it when it actually came out. What are you talking about? I watched it when it, I'm old enough to remember it coming out it's on television. And about
1: the in. time, about the time that Chewie's grandpa starts watching the <laughs> weird dance number yeah. of the woman, and I start to get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I sort of like zone out at that point. Like I mean, it is. It. I love Star Wars. The holiday special is truly truly horrible. Like I
0: think it's a rite of passage. I think you have to become a full Star Wars fan. You but have to find the Star Wars 100%. Odyssey, the
1: original. Uh, and look, it's the first appearance of Boba Fett. There's a lot yes. of cool stuff in there, but uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with B. Arthur no matter what, but it's bad. And I yeah. do think what's beautiful about this special, uh, the Lego special, is they've kind of, Star Wars at this point, I think fans and Lucasfilm and Disney and everybody are just embracing it. Like, yeah. Life Day is our holiday. We have this thing, and so to before you even get into what this is, I think it's just an, it's a beautiful thing that like this horrible, horrible part of Star Wars uh, entertainment history has now become something that we're all like, "Fuck it, we're in. we yeah. love it. Life day for everybody. <laughs> uh, so then what I do think is interesting, you know, when we did our Mandalorian review last week uh about uh, the siege, yeah. Um Not the in species. our comments, yeah. This, yeah, the seed. Uh, <laughs> make sure we get it right. You just had Ocean's Eleven on the brain for some reason. Um... When we did our review on The Siege, you know, you and I kind of made a couple comments where we kind of said most fans, most Star Wars fans don't like chlorians, or most yeah. fans don't like that. We made a couple comments and like definitely got schooled in our comments a little bit below uh, about the fact that at this point in Star Wars, uh, it's a multi-generational brand. So True. many people have come onto it in different ways. And you can't say that most people don't like the prequels anymore. You right. can't say most people don't like chlorians because there's right. an entire group of Star Wars fans that grew up on the prequels, think the original trilogy is kind of boring and think midi chlorians make a thousand percent perfect sense so mm. what i like about this life day special what i liked about the holiday special is if you're a prequel person if you're a prequel fan if you're an original trilogy fan mm. if you're a new trilogy fan Everything is there for you yep. there are there are in jokes for you there's 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 a reverence to all of these characters these all characters all exist in the same universe they're all equally important but we can also kind of joke tease and laugh at these characters in the same way and it kind of just left me feeling really really kind of uh, sweet and happy about Star Wars all around and when they're, when this is a brand, uh, and a universe that we all sort of can get very cantankerous and argue about. Uh, you like this, I like this, this one's bad, this is ruining the brand, this is good for the brand. It was really nice to watch something that just sort of embraced the entirety of
0: Star Wars and just mm-hmm. had fun with it. I agree with you, and, and you know, and but LEGO has done such a great job over the years, and, and certainly I've, I've pushed that uh, C-3PO uh, series that they did where you were seeing the events of Star Wars through the eyes of C-3PO, these half an hour episodes that LEGO did, They were great. And why? Because they walked that line between making fun of the thing that they're talking about but never doing it in a disrespectful way and throughout the special you have that I mean, Vader calling out uh, Kylo for his derivative helmet Uh, the idea that uh, Palpatine could never come back and there's no coming back from that That (laughs) all these these jokes in jokes that if you're a Star Wars fan you can enjoy the fact that they take little to no time on Exegol that tells you everything you need to know about that Uh, but you know there's great humor throughout and you're seeing multiple generations of these versions of characters of Obi-Wan and Luke and Vader all kind of meeting each other or hanging out with each other even for a few seconds. It's great. And it shows a love for the franchise and a love for the property that you want to have all through this journey of finding out that it's about friendship, it's about compassion, it's about connection with each other, and together we can accomplish so much, which, of course, is the lesson throughout that Yoda is trying to teach Ray. Um, and I think the voiceover work, Mike, is exceptional yeah. in this. Uh, we do get, you know, uh, Kelly Marie Tran coming back as Rose Tico, Billy Dee Williams, Anthony Daniels, all those standards. We have so many other actors who've co- who come in to voice these famous characters throughout that I thought did a fantastic job.
1: Absolutely I think everybody did everybody was having fun with it um and you know and kind of to your point like the overall story was really sweet I I I am someone who doesn't necessarily think that the new trilogy stuck the landing yeah let's just say uh, but what I did find myself enjoying was the overall setup of the story, which is Ray is now sort of, Training Finn because he yeah. was Force sensitive by the end. <laughs> the way we ended up getting him there in Rise of Skywalker, not my favorite. But what I found watching this special was, I'm on board. Yeah. Okay, I get it. In the in the future of this new trilogy, Rey is trying to teach Finn. They both have the Force. Yeah. She's a little bit lost, and kind of. I really thought the 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 overall idea to frame up this special to kind of show her all of the masters mm-hmm. and their students. Throughout history to kind of go Luke, Yoda, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Vader, Palpatine, and just kind of go down the line and see mm-hmm. all those. I thought that was a really sweet way. Uh, it's a really smart way to kind of show us all the highlights from all the different versions. Yeah, yeah. But it was also a really sweet way to kind of tie the history and the breadth of Star Wars all together, mm-hmm. which kind of just makes you go, all right, cool. Like you, whoever your favorite duo is, you got to see them and have fun with them.
0: And it was nice. Yeah, also low-key, Mike, these masters, which I think Yoda says at the end, kind of reiterating the thing he said in Return of the Jedi, oh, sorry, in in The Last Jedi, which I really enjoyed, is this idea of failure. You know, failure teaches us to be better teachers. Failure teaches us to be better students. Look, all of us, all of us, all of you watching, all of you listening, me and Mike, we have experienced failures. We've experienced, we've tried, we've attempted things. We've tried to do... I mean, all right, all right, come okay, on. Okay, maybe, maybe <laughs> once
1: or twice. Yeah,
0: right. Those <laughs> are those things, but they teach us so much more than some of the successes do in our life. Now, some successes do teach you things, but some of these failures, I, I, I teach you more if you're attuned to listening to the reasons. If you get past feeling down about yourself, you can take the lesson and apply that later. And throughout, as I'm watching this, it struck me how many of these masters either didn't 100% get to finish their training... or I guess didn't get to finish their training throughout right Obi-Wan is struck down by Vader uh, uh Qui-Gon Jin is struck down early trying to train Obi-Wan um all this stuff that happens throughout you see Yoda you know he says like Luke took off before I could finish my training with him so it's not uh, that none of these actually finish the training to get to so it was about teaching Ray this idea of don't uh, um, I don't know. Don't don't be so nostalgic about the past because they fail too. Don't put them. Don't put people on a pedestal. We all fail. We're all human, or we're all. I guess we're not the ones who say human. I guess species. You say we're all capable of failure and success. It's all within you, and that's the that's also one of the lessons Yoda teaches Ray as well. The power always lies within you to do whatever yeah. you can do to succeed in life. Yeah.
1: And I mean, you know, as we were talking about uh, Christmas movies earlier, in mm. general, uh, we, you know, as we were saying that, like, you know, some of the best Christmas movies can be. You can have a movie like *A Krampus*, which is a horror movie. You can have yeah. a movie like *The Night Before*, which is drugs and partying and all-out comedy. But the, what makes them Christmas movies? What makes them Christmassy is mm. that there's this really sweet center to all of it. And I think what the Lego Holiday yeah, Special yeah. did is it, it it made Life Day. I think is now a time. How to say this. I think Life Day is going to turn into a time of year when all Star Wars fans can come together and we can take the piss out of each other a little (laughs) bit. Like, we can fight and argue the rest of the year. You can yell about midi chlorians. Me and Roka and Shannon can get in a fight about Last Jedi because I love it and they don't. Like, we can all go crazy and get super passionate about what made sense, what didn't, and what Star Wars is doing right and what Star Wars is doing wrong. But on Life Day we kind of put all that aside and we say hey we love star wars and it's all great and if we're being really honest it's all a little silly too like yeah. that that and that to me is what the holiday special did is is you're 100% right it had this really beautiful message about being a master having all this pressure on you and realizing that like all the masters have failed so you're going to yeah. fail too and that's okay and you're going to learn as much from your student as your student learns from you but at the same time we get an it's a trap joke we get yeah, three Obi Obi-Wans cool. from three different eras saying hello there. Hello. We get two Han Solos wanting to shoot Greedo. I mean, yeah. like we get we get blue milk. We yep. get pod racers. We get clone troopers. Like we get Ewoks. Like we get porgs. Like we get a, whatever um, it is, we get a it's all there. Darth
0: Maul. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. We get legless Darth Maul kind of scroll crawling along. Um, so it's like. It really did manage to kind of like cover all his bases in a way that like no matter what your version of Star Wars is, it's good. And to me, that's really what the holidays are all about. Uh, You know, the holidays are a time (laughs) where the whole family gets together. uh, Whether that is your actual family, your found family, whatever it is, you're the group of people that uh, that make your life. Uh, work on a day-to-day basis Uh, you get together and you love each other but also you drive each other crazy and you know where all the bodies are buried so you know all the shit too and I think Life Day pretty much to me sums that up in the Star Wars universe
0: yeah, and, and and the thing also what it definitely does and you got to give, I want to give a quick credit to uh, the writer of this uh, David Shane who has done Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures and uh, did Lego Star Wars All-Stars so clearly knows this property very well and understands and respects this property and knows how to find the humor within it I got to give some love to some of the humor in here, I mean this idea where the Emperor looks at Kylo and says, you think you could maybe put a shirt on before you tell it? This story of his, the pieces of the 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 death star falling off every time we go back to the death star uh having them argue about um the title for star killer base the name for star killer base the vader kylo uh kind of trying to impress the overall dad thing i mean it's just all here kind of definitely working under the surface to re- to be reminiscent of people's families all around yeah. you know i love that you know what i did miss
1: a little bit uh <laughs> and i i think that I mean, I think she was there in the big group at the end, uh, and mm. she was there with as a ghost at the end with Luke. But mm. they definitely steered clear of Leia. Yeah, that's a great. And point. I don't know. Like, and I don't know if that was because we're still like not quite sure how to deal with the loss of Carrie Fisher. Like mm. we don't really want to make fun of Car- of for Leia too much because yeah. Carrie Fisher kind of was our princess. She was our general. Mm. Um, so I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure uh, what that was about. Like I. I missed Leia. I yeah. wanted to see her a little bit more in some way in some of the flashbacks or whatever. Um, but I, I think that we're just, you know, I think maybe I, even though it's been a minute since mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher passed, I think from a Star Wars universe standpoint, we're all still just a little bit tender on that front. Yeah. So they tread they tread carefully there. Whereas with everybody else kind of got their licks in. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I, it, and I, this, I will say this, uh, you know, I... As much as the new trilogy will forever irk me in the way that it didn't quite connect by the, at the end, like they, yeah. like I said, they didn't stick the landing. Watching this made me realize that despite my story issues, despite my issues with everything, like mm-hmm. I generally really like uh, Ray, Finn, Poe, yeah. Rose, Absolutely. BB-8. Like I, I actually just as characters that exist in a universe. Right. I enjoy them. And right. if somebody else can pick that ball up and run with it and tell me a strong story with those characters, like I'm not mad at it. Like I yeah. like I said, like I think life day is a time where you like look at the galaxy far, far away through sort of rose-colored glasses and you go, All right, I'm good. I'm good, guys. Yeah. I'm good. I mean and,
0: and life day miracles can happen as the emperor discovers that maybe he shouldn't have been a bad guy after all, <laughs> just before he passes away or quote unquote passes away. In the reactor shaft, which I think is hilarious. He's, oh, Shibi Palpatine gonna change his ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 such a
1: great, yeah, he got great his moment. little he got his little Christmas Carol. Uh, he had his yeah. he had his Ebenezer Scrooge moment of clarity. Just you know, just a little bit too late there. Just a <laughs> little late. bit too late. Somebody asked me. They texted yeah. me. This was very funny. Uh, a friend <laughs> of mine from Colorado. He goes, Hey, uh, about to watch the Life Day special on Disney Plus. Question. Yeah. Is it canon? Yeah, great question. And I kind of sat there, (laughs) thought about it. Hold on, I lost the headset. I I, I had to think about it, and I
0: was like, well, yes. I mean, I don't know, right? Because if it is canon, then that means Ray showed up in Luke's X-Wing as he was shooting uh, the final shots uh, to destroy the Death Star. Well, in classic, in classic <laughs> time travel, uh, in classic time
1: travel, I think we can kind of squint yeah. and go ahead and give it the uh, the uh, the Avengers Endgame sort of uh, or Infinity War kind of like ah, I feel like uh, you didn't really fuck with the time. And I do think I kind of went back and rewatched it with that in mind a little bit. Yeah, which this yeah. is like it's Lego Star Wars. It's ridiculous to even talk about canon or not canon. But right. I think like for me they they were very careful like nothing that ray did actually changed history right right like, nothing was like luke luke did blow up the death star right uh, even though kylo ray and young luke were running around the death star with uh, the emperor and jedi luke and vader at the end of the day
0: yeah
1: emperor went down the yeah. went that yeah. like, like like so I think that it's one of those, like, if you really love the LEGO holiday special and it's cute to you and you enjoy it, like, you can squint and be like, sure, this is canon. And I think the more important part is just the general idea that post, uh, Rise of Skywalker, uh, this gang is still together. Yeah. We're gonna see what happens with the galaxy. And that the, the I, like, I think the main takeaway f- uh, from a canon standpoint, which after my friend watched it and we were talking about it, I said, I think the main thing you can take away from this that we will probably see in future uh, pieces of Star Wars entertainment, whether that, pr- probably not features or animation necessarily, but in yeah. publishing, in the comics, in novels, is this idea that Ray is kind of trying to train Finn, which yeah. I'm okay with. Like, I think yeah. if if that's the piece of canon that we take away from Life Day, like, I'm kind of generally okay with that.
0: Yep, yeah. and uh, you, you, what you can say is, look, I know we've seen we've seen these interviews with uh, with Oscar Isaac, with uh, John Boyega, and with Daisy Ridley, all three of them saying they don't want to come back, they had their time, they did their thing, blah, blah, blah. But listen, yeah, you know, they're young. 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, you soften all those things that were bad experiences. If a, if a really good uh, a script drops in their lap that brings Ray back or Finn back or Poe back, it's not out of the realm of possibility, certainly. I you mean, know, Han Solo wanted to walk away from this. Mark Hamill even wanted to walk away from it after a while because he was typecast, which is totally understandable. And so it would, I wouldn't be surprised if 10 years, 20 years from now, they come back to reprise their roles in a brand I, new trilogy.
1: I want to see the trailer. 30 years from now where it's like it's the millennium falcon but poe and finn come in instead of han and chewie
0: and poe's like finn we're back we're home (laughs) we're home and i'll look over with my crusty finger and i'll be like i told you yeah you you
1: you beat shannon at the at the at the 3 p.m screening because we go to bed at six gonna be like oh yeah here we go star wars forever happy life day
0: (laughs) We got to do an episode on this. Let it go. We got to do an episode. On this. <laughs> uh, I do want to say one last thing. Shout out to the director, Ken Cunningham, for doing a really great job with this. And also, uh, Helen Sadler just really captures Ray's voice so well. And uh, Omar Benson Miller, who some of you may know from a number of projects. He was great as the voice of Finn. Matt Sloan as Darth Vader. Uh, Matt Lanter as Anakin was really great. And James Arnold Taylor reprising Obi-Wan. So yep. great to hear his voice again, of course. Dee Bradley doing the Clone Troopers voice as well. So just trying to give some love here to, all the, to the voiceover actors who were involved in all of this, who were really killing it and having a great time doing so. So much love to them uh, as well. Oh, there you go. And the porks. And the porks. Don't oh. leave that Porgs out. They're the best. Yes. They were great. They were certainly intimidating Finn to try to learn. Um, thank you all so much for watching uh, this episode of Geek Buddies and this review, spoiler review, of the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, we hope you all have a pleasant Thanksgiving and a safe Thanksgiving and certainly prepare for Christmas coming around the corner. Uh, Mike, what do we have to tell them? Uh,
1: hey, if you enjoyed uh, this episode Slash this review And you want to hang out uh, Here's some things you can do Definitely hit like button below uh, Subscribe to the Outlaws page Because not only does he have this amazing uh, Episode of Geek Buddies There's plenty more to look at uh, There's there's a ton of other things Great other hosts So check out the Outlaws page uh, For all of your entertainment And other uh, affiliated pieces of news uh, Leave some comments below We love checking out the comments uh, Especially with the Star Wars stuff Uh, Star Wars fans are very heated and opinionated, so we wanna know what you thought of the Life Day special below. Uh, We will definitely weigh in and let you know if we agree or disagree. Um, And then uh, the best thing you can do if you're listening to this review on Anchor or Spotify or Apple podcasts uh, rate us there like give us some stars leave a comment It helps us go up into the rankings so that more people can find us and then the best best thing that you can do is uh, Share this review share this episode Uh, post it on Twitter post it on Facebook send it to your friends Uh, We've had a lot of people come in recently um, through the Mandalorian reviews, through the episodes, saying that they've just recently found Geek Buddies uh, during this year as they've been looking for entertainment in the pandemic, and they've really enjoyed it, and they've stuck around. So we're looking for more people to come in, uh, hang out, and stick around. So do all that for us, but most importantly have an amazing life day, have an amazing Thanksgiving, (laughs) and you will be with us all month long. I am sure we're going to have lots more Christmas and holiday themed conversations on Geek
0: Buddies, so definitely stay tuned for that. There you go. And you can follow Mike at MKToon on all the social medias. You can follow uh, Shannon at uh, Shannon the Geek Buddy, uh, then Shannon underscore McClung, uh, and you can follow me at the Says. And if you want to follow our social media, and we're very active on social media, the Geek Buddies are, you can do it on, Barry. Inst- it's on Instagram. It's the underscore geek underscore buddies. And on Twitter, it is geek underscore buddies. Follow us there and uh, let us know what you thought about everything we're doing. And as Michael said, share it and give it a like and a comment. All right. Thanks uh, to everyone who watched. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on on another brand new episode of The Geek. (laughs) (laughs) Buddies!